I'm Tom Francis, and this is Next Up to the Mic, where we go back into the archives of Albany poets and feature the poets, writers, and spoken word artists that have performed on stages at local events such as Albany Poets Presents, Poets Speak Loud, Brass Tacks, Nitty Gritty Slam, and of course, the Albany Word Fest. In this 14th episode of the podcast, we welcome Elizabeth Gordon, who was the featured poet at Albany Poets Presents at Restaurant Navona on June 20th, 2018. Elizabeth, a.k.a. Elizag, started coming around to local poetry open mics when she attended the very first Nitty Gritty Slam at Valentine's in September 2011. She lives in Cahos and is the author of the poetry collection Love Cahos. She's a founding member of Albany's Nitty Gritty Slam and reads regularly at area open mics. She's been teaching for 13 years at Northampton Community College and currently online division. Next up to the mic is sponsored by our good friends over at Collar City Mushrooms. Collar City Mushrooms is the place to go for locally farmed, all-natural mushrooms. They grow the mushrooms themselves, so you know they're going to be great. And their primary focus is growing fresh, gourmet, nutraceutical mushrooms. Now, that's a new word for a lot of us. It's kind of like pharmaceutical and nutritious all wrapped up into one. These are not the mushrooms you grew up with in your grandma's Papa Cash recipe or your beef stroganoff. You aren't going to find these at grocery stores. You need to get down to Collar City Mushrooms. They sell to walk-in customers, restaurants, food pantries, independent grocery stores. They sell to everyone. You're going to want to check them out. Their address is 333 2nd Avenue, right in Troy, New York. They are right across the street from Ted's Fish Fry. Collar City Mushrooms. Dot com for more information and see what they have. You can order online. You can do it all. Avery Stemple and his team, they're doing a great job down there, and we can't thank them enough for sponsoring Next Up to the Mic and being a, a, a huge supporter of Albany Poets over the years. CollarCityMushrooms.com Please welcome, Next Up to the Mic, Elizabeth Gordon. <laughs> Thank you, Tom, and thanks for all you do for poetry in Albany. And I'm, I'm sorry I didn't invite everybody I know, because I don't know, I always, I just, I put it off, and then it's like an hour before the reading, and I'm like, yo, I'm reading, could you come? I'm, I'm panicking that no one will be there, and they're like, you invited me five minutes before. Um, what I'm learning from being an Uber driver. One, I actually like my car clean. Two, Schenectady is so much bigger than you think. Three, there is a natural human tendency when puking to aim it out the nearest open window. Four, there is a point of drunkenness beyond which a person cannot open a car window or even ask for it to be opened. Five, cleaning supplies can be bought in bulk. Six, gum can be bought in bulk but the gum the dollar store sells in bulk tastes like Pepto-Bismol. Seven, coffee is good. Coffee is God. God is good all the time. Eight, you can double park anywhere. This builds confidence. Nine, don't take no tip personally. Uber is high. Do take a low rating seriously. We can always improve. Don't be mean when rating others. Karma is real. Don't drive off from a very drunk person until they're inside their house. Karma is real. Twelve, nothing good happens after 2 a.m. except surge pricing. Thirteen, 
Each ride is an occasion for conversation, revelation, reparations, rehydration. You are always representing. 14. If a rider smells like the restaurant you pick them up at, making you hungry for that kind of food, don't comment on it. It will affect your rating. 15. When a mood cramps your smile, give a free ride, give away the whole pack of gum, ignore the dollars, and give out stars. Speak to the potholes. Hey, old buddy. Wave to the red light cameras. Report it ahead. Thanks for caring. And when you're on your knees at 3 a.m. in a parking lot west of West Connectedy, cleaning puke off the back seat of your formerly clean car, think about that practicing forgiveness weekend in the scenic Berkshires workshop you can't afford and be grateful for all the money you have saved. This is update on the diet, three erasure poems, not to discourage anyone from eating, but it's an update on my diet. Erasure poems, if you ever heard of them, I don't know if you guys know poetry much, it's an erasure poem is when you take a page of texts and erase most of it, and what remains is the poem. It's sort of a found poem. Um, so I, I like to do this on food packages <laughs> and like aspirin bottles and everything. So this is update on the diet in three erasures. One, mix-ups treats for cats. Temptations, soft fever, dancing on this soul. Control, control at all times, and water guarantees the world. Two, Brax Autumn Mix Candy Corn. Made with our passion, fresh daily sugar for over 100 years. Shellacked yellow, red, blue. By genetic engineering, small objects inadvertently become throat. Three, Kashi crackers. Enlarged day, picking our hearts up, why we're grateful. Jewel-toned fields inspire us, teach us roots, a hard, cracked sea to share. So here's another form poem. It's um, kind of a haibun, which is a form of poetry where there's a, a chunk of prose and then a, a haiku after it that dialogues with the prose in some way. But I did this as an erasure, so the haiku at the end is from words from the chunk of prose. This is called In Detour, Sheer Joy. In my backyard, a squirrel hops up onto the raised, as if in swim-stroke elbow of a fallen branch before starting up a tree trunk. Why the detour? Is it that one, hopping is easier than scrambling four-footed up sheer trunk, burns fewer calories, which in the tight budget of the wild animal metabolism ain't nothing? Two, instinct dictates, get your small self off the ground, ASAP. Three, Joy propels the universe, and springing into thin air is for every creature that can do it joyful. Whichever it is or something else, I'll leave the step stool branch by the tree. But I won't go so far as to move other branches to the base of other trees. That would be silly. Anyway, trees supply their own fallen limbs because, one, 
trees loving squirrels assist them any way they can, or two, there is no because, be rational, or three, trees feel themselves to be benevolent gods who delight to have their leaves returned and puffled into warm nests where baby fist-sized hearts beat all winter long, two or three or at most 10 times a minute, something a tree can count on as ground freezes and winds blow. In detour, sheer joy, leave the silly because be benevolent nest. So besides being an Uber driver, I had a big change in my recent life, which is um, uh, my godson moved up from Philly, a 20-year-old young man um, that, I care, that I've known all his life, and I have a very small apartment, and he exercises like all the time and eats eight bananas a day um, <laughs> and is an amazing person. Um, and he moved up in the winter. And uh, he, he was uh, uh, sort of in a bad situation, so he moved up without any money. And I wasn't sure, since I had never lived with him, you know, how this was going to change my life and how much responsibility he was going to take. And it, uh, the second or third day he was here, we got a snowstorm, and he went out. He was, like, not in bed when I got up or not in my living room on the sofa when I got up. And he came back six hours later with his sneakers all wet and $240 in his hand because he had been shoveling, like, all of Coho's. <laughs> I was like, okay, he's got energy. So... Um, so I, I worried, I don't know if you know Cohoes and Cohoes' reputation as a, 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 a racist place, and I worried about my landlords who live right across the street who I know are uh, racist um, and um, uh, have racist attitudes, not to shut, you know, shut them out or shut them down. I care for them, uh, but I know they wouldn't want, they wouldn't rent to me if I were a melanated person, so now, they, now my godson's there right in their face, so... This is uh, to the landlords in the old mill manager's mansion across the street. When my godson moved in with me, Philly in the house, I bragged to you, children of Europe, of hard work and privilege, how his first week here he turned snowstorms into dollars, out before dawn with shovel and bread bag covered sneaks, putting miles between himself and broke. How by his fourth week he had boots, a job, and a separate special handshake for every grade at the Boys and Girls Club, shrinking the smiles between those kids and hope. I only spoke because I wanted you to admire him and not put us out. Wanted to put a dent in your racism or at least a ding so maybe you'd trade in that piece of junk Chevy prejudice for a brand new human decency. But now in his fourth month, when I see again what I saw in his parents, strength and resilience plus a wrestling camp work ethic that makes Beyonce look lazy and Arnold Schwarzenegger lanky, I'm thinking, you need to start acting right right now, you landlords in the old mill manager's mansion across the street. I want him to accept you to earn you to earn his respect. So get your act together, get this roof patched, and get yourselves a copy of the Fair Housing Act. Fact, filling in the house, changing your house for the better.
And he couldn't come tonight because he's working out with somebody. <laughs> if anyone needs a fitness trainer and you're really brave, see me after. You guys know Alfonso, Monty's boyfriend? He worked out with the mod. Well, I shouldn't say that. He worked out with the mod and it was really hard. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Alfonso, uh, tall, real tall Alfonso, who did the DJ sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So that's from a book that I'm working on called Still White. And I think this will be in it too. It's called Up Wondering. My mother told us of a castle on a hill, grand and not so distant. So real, so desirable was this castle. My sister and I, we confessed to one another years later, searched the woods all day the next day for the secret tunnel you reached it through. Every burrow, every angle between boulders had us measuring our shoulders, hoping. My mother told us the one week suspension without pay my police sergeant father got was for not shooting the fleeing suspect. Liquor store, parking lot, cop cars, squealing stops, skinny kids scrabbling up chain link fence. In Richard Pryor's Black Man Running Peace, man reverses cap, shifts to overdrive, survive this siren's night mode, our white laughter, a hairline crack in the porcelain armor of denial. Lately, I'm up late, wandering that crack, widening the gap, wondering where, where is it they suspend a cop for not shooting? And what proof would there be the silent night, the bullet unblunted by bone, sneakers kicked off and kissing the floor of home. Conscience so clear, homes not a bar stool, sleep not stupor you wake from to drink. I don't think so. I think that's what my mother wanted, restraint, respect for life. I think a desperate deferred pressure behind the Hoover Dam of injustice led to less groceries for us. And on the side of town, we were the other side to a new hole in the ground, a mother's heart stabbed by the crow's beak shovels. If a lie is a wish, if a story is a vision, let the castle drop its drawbridge and horses thunder across. Let the decree go forth. None here shall eat until the brittle snigger of the chain links be silenced, until the youth be returned alive to his family. Let all the inhabitants of the land and the visitors therein know without doubt or limitation his life matters, his life matters, his life matters so much. No paycheck and no amount could for a moment balance a moment of it. Not one moment, even of sleep, even of sadness, and furthermore, that any attempt so imbalances math itself that nothing, nothing ever adds up again. That was the great Elizabeth Gordon, a.k.a. Eliza, and you can follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening to Next Up to the Mic. We couldn't do without the very generous supporters of local poetry and spoken word. If you would like to support this and other Albany Poets projects, please go to albanypoets.com donate. And if you're a business and want to sponsor this podcast, just like our friends at Collar City Mushrooms do, send an email to albanypoets at gmail.com. 
To find out more about the great poetry and spoken word community right here in upstate New York, go to albanypoets.com and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all at Albany Poets.